Hello. So I want to talk about one of my favorite bands, The Beatles. Um, I always find it weird when people say they don't like The Beatles. I mean, my brother says he doesn't like The Beatles. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it's kind of like saying you don't like water. Like, I don't get it. I, re- I really don't get it. But anyways, um, I'm not sure the first time I heard The Beatles... Like, I'm sure I heard them, but I never realized it. But my first memory of it is, and I'm not sure, (laughs) like all memories when you're younger, you're like, is that a true memory? But anyways, um, the way I remember is my mother used to work in Girl Guides. So she'd bring me to all these different events that they would go to. So like, I remember I seen Dumb and Dumber in the cinema with them, which was class (laughs) as a young kid about, I must have been about nine. Yeah, it was about nine. I love that movie. But anyways, I digress. And I think we went to a pantomime and they played the Yellow Submarine. And that's my first memory of hearing the Beatles. That's my memory of the first time. And I don't know really if it's true or not. (laughs) I don't know. But I remember when I kind of got into the Beatles around the time we had gotten Sky... Uh, which is like for all you people outside of Ireland and England, Sky was like, it's, it's like a TV provider, service provider. But anyway, and it was really expensive back in the day and we managed to get it for a while. We didn't have it for very long. We had it for a while. But they had like Q, there was a channel on it called Q Music and they used to always play different types of music, but they always played Free as a Bird. And I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, well, that is class. And then I heard I'm only sleeping through, I think, I think the Vines did a cover of that, I'm only sleeping. And that's when I heard that. And then I went back and the, but it was, I remember when I first, what blew my mind first of the Beatles was I heard Tomorrow Never Knows. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I remember going, is that a remix or something? Because it sounded so modern. Like I was only about 16 at the time. 16 or 17, something like that. And I just remember going, holy shit, like, it, it was so modern. Like, it still sounds so modern. It just blew my mind. And from then, I just totally got into the Beatles. I mean, it was just like, like that was kind of my point of getting into the Beatles more. And, and like, it's funny because I started off with all the later stuff. I never started off with Please Please Me and with the Beatles and all that. And obviously, subsequently, I've gone back and watched, not watched, listened to those albums. But it's the, it's the older albums that really hold a place for me most. I, I love those, like, from Rubber Soul onwards. I do love the old, the, the first albums, though, too. I think, I think I've grown to love them more as I've got older. But uh, I, I'm kind of more into the experimental stuff aside of the Beatles. And... Um, it's amazing though when you when you when you think of it, the Beatles went from doing "Please Please Me" to "Revolver." I mean, <laughs> and it's three years. Like it's three years, nineteen sixty three, and then "Revolver" was nineteen sixty six. So you went from nineteen sixty three "Please Please Me" to nineteen sixty six "Revolver," and you could even go nineteen sixty five "Rubber Soul," which is a great record too. Um, like the Beatles always make me feel always feel good when I listen to the Beatles. It's like, ah, oh, maybe the world isn't so shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, they just always give me that feeling of like, of, 
of that. And bands like the Beatles and the Beach Boys, which I'm sure I'll make a video about too, because the Beatles and the Beach Boys, oh man, it's just, they're two bands for me. Um, they always, there's such an inspiration with music because they were pushing the boundaries of music. Like, like, and that's the thing about the Beatles is it was never just Paul and 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 John. Like, yeah, they wrote the bulk of the music, but at the same time, without George Martin and like people like Jeff Emmerich and stuff. Like Jeff Emmerich was had the idea of like I think I think Lennon said he wanted to sound like was it the Dalai Lama or something on the on a mountaintop and Jeff Emmerich did it. I think they had this idea of to kind of to tie him up with a rope and kind of put him around, like roll him around, roll him around, spin him around um, Abbey Road. But then Jeff Emmerich came up with the, they put him through a Leslie ab that his voice because it kind of changes uh, halfway through of um, halfway through tomorrow never knows. But like Jeff Emmerich was a big part in a lot of those things of like mic techniques and different things like that, and George Martin. Like George Martin came up with that beautiful string arrangement for um, uh, Eleanor Rigby, which is very much from taken from Psycho Bernard Herrmann. So, Beatles are always, a, I think, some of the parts like, like look at Ringo, the drum parts on Strawberry Fields, like, not many drummers would actually come up with that drum part. And and George, look at George Harrison. Some of the like he wrote some of the best Beatles songs there was, like something and while my guitar gently weeps and just so many. So there were this, there were band who there's some of their parts, and I think why the Beatles lasted have lasted so long is because they started and they finished. That was it. Let it be. Last album, they didn't get back together. Obviously, they've done. The Threetles came back and did Free as a Bird and Real Love. And I mean, I, I like really like those songs. I know some, maybe not so much the production on some of the things, but actually, I really like the songs. I think they're really cool songs. And I'm really looking forward to this new one that's going to come out um, now and then, which I've heard the demos of that John did and some of that. But I'm, I'm very interested to hear what it's going to sound like. But yeah, but back to the point of like they finished, like they finished. It's it it started and it finished, and that's the problem with, with a lot of bands. They have the tendency to go on too long, and I think sometimes if if it ends, you know, humans like that kind of thing. What if this that what like that's why smile was like. That it's the most famous unfinished album, and I think that's it. Like it, something like that even makes the album bigger than maybe it, it would be. I don't know, but I I kind of like that. There's a there's a there's a thing I like of like I'd love if there was twenty Beatles albums, but it's cool also that there's just. How many is there? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So 12 albums. So, uh, yeah, I like that there's 12 albums. If there was more, I, I would have loved it too. But I mean, there's just something in something finishing. 
It starts and it finishes. Because life is like that. Life starts, life ends. And I think if they came back, we'll say, like I would have never wanted to hear an 80s Beatles record. Oh my God, could you imagine? Because they'd put that shitty... 80s production like there's some 80s production I like but yeah I think they'd go for the whole hog of like imagine the Beatles with like synth keyboards and stuff ah Jesus Christ no that would just just be fucking weird Um, yeah no 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 no. so it's 70s production would suit Beatles stuff like early 70s mid 70s yeah that would be cool but if they reformed I mean ifs and buts if Lennon hadn't been murdered an 80s Beatles record Ay, Jesus no not down with that but yeah Beatles man I just love the Beatles like I think I'm always I'm always kind of going between records which is my favourite you know which uh, I think it was for a long time it was Revolver Revolver's still in there but then I love Magical Mystery Tour I know that's it's you know, it's EP. Some people view it as EPs, but and then the American version released it as an album. But I always view it as an album. For me, I heard it as an album. So for me, that's an album. Um, I love Magical Mystery Tour. Just like some of their greatest songs are on the Strawberry Fields Forever, Penny Lane, All I Need Is Love. Some great songs on that. Um, but you know, one album I always didn't like. And I, I really, I actually got into it during the time when they f- put it out, like they remixed the album. I don't know, was it 2018 or whatever it was? But anytime when they put the white album, it's the white album. Um, I never really liked the white album because I thought there was a lot of great songs on it, but I thought it could have been one album. I probably still think that, but but I really got into it when that remix came out for whatever reason I don't know why but I always I always hated Beatles stereo uh, stereo mixes because like I cannot listen to drums on one side of the of, of a record it just drives me daft so if you're going to listen to the White Album mostly I would say listen to it mono but the stereo v- remix that came out they did you know they managed to have it a bit more modern sound of placement of instruments and drums and yeah there is some of that stuff with drums being side but whatever um and I, yeah that that record's really grown in my heart like i love i love honey pie i know <laughs> i don't think people like that sound but i like those mccartney where he tries those kind of more what would you call a vaudevillian um there's a word for it and i can't think of the fucking word um, music hall, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those kind of music hall stuff of of in England, the fifties, forties, fifties, thirties, forties, whatever. Um, I like that kind of stuff. So this, yeah, the White Album's grown to me a lot. Um, but yeah, oh, it's Sergeant Pepper's class too, but it's never really one I reach to, <laughs> reach, reach to, reach to. Um, but yeah. I, th- I think actually a hard day of night of their like early early records we'll say pre rubber soul I think a hard day of night and maybe help might be their best of them like I kind of see the Beatles as like there's like two halves of the Beatles there's like from please please me to help and then there's from rubber soul to let it be like that's the way I kind of view there's there's those two 
sections of the Beatles. That, for me, anyway. But, um, yeah, I just love the Beatles. I just love... Um, I loved how they still the records still sound modern in their own way, and just the creativeness that they went through. Like there's not many bands who could be a pop band. Like imagine One Direction suddenly if they were still around. Like like what five albums in start to get like psychedelic. First off, they probably wouldn't sell any records in the current climate. But the fact that Beatles didn't give a shit, and I think back then in the sixties, you were given more room to experiment. You know, it was like it was, it was of the time that you could do that, and people were like, "Yeah, let's do this." Whereas now, the music business is so kind of, this is what a hit is, and there's no room for anything outside that, which is which is sad. I mean, in the the commercial sense of music, but. Yeah, the Beatles always make me feel good. Like I'm always trying to like any book that comes out, I'm always reading about. I know loads about the Beatles, but I'm always reading stuff, and that's the cool thing about the Beatles. There's there's someone always uncovering some little anecdote or something like that, and um, yeah, that's it. The Beatles, fuck yeah. <laughs>